0: Welcome to the podcast, Love in the Time of Coronavirus. I'm Amy. And I'm Evie. And you guys know the drill. We're not experts. We are just two friends who love to talk about love and the coronavirus now obsessively. It's very exciting. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And at the end of today's episode, what do we have, Evie? We have an interview uh, with Becky Horton in Richmond, Virginia. Mm -hmm. She's going to talk a little bit about how she is organizing a party for a special occasion in the time of coronavirus, which means virtually. Yeah, it's actually, it's super interesting, and Becky's such
0: a creative person, so I think you're gonna love it. Um, Evie, how are you
1: doing? Well, uh, to be honest, this week was pretty hard. We kind of, we we don't have to get into it, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a hard week. Just made us kind of realize that this is, you know, a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, taking it day by day. Yeah.
0: And even though we talked about, like, we don't want to talk about what's been going on with us this week, um, it has made me think more and more about, like, the little exposure I've had so far with couples therapy, not between Evie and I, um, but just we're not a couple because we're not. No, we are a couple literally um, now, but um, just in general, like couples therapy is not just for couples. It's like. The wisdom found within is good for any relationship. And something that I've really been having to remind myself is that just because there's conflict in a relationship doesn't mean that something's wrong with you or something's wrong with the other person. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, just like in romantic relationships, I think there's something wrong if there's never conflict Mm -hmm. in a friendship. Mm -hmm. And... um, Yeah. I'm having to remind myself of that because sometimes I feel like this is bringing out the worst in me. And during those times, it's hard to like have a lot of self-compassion.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely when you're at home all the time, it really kind of heightens things, anything. Um, and you know, you're sharing a space. So, um, you know, I think it's, Manageable, Mm -hmm. obviously, and Evie and I and Sean are sharing a particularly
0: small space, and like the Wi-Fi only works in our living room, and so we all have to be very accommodating to Mm -hmm. each other all the time. And I told Evie in the middle of this week that I remembered. A saying of this couple's therapist. Her name's Esther Perel. You guys may have heard of her, listeners. She's um, a, a pretty famous...
1: Sex therapist.
0: Yeah. Sex and, and relationship therapist. And she always says, like, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Because it's really easy to be right. You can be right, but you're going to be alone. <laughs> and like... <laughs> nice to be right though. (laughs) I know. I feel like that's so salient though. Cause like, okay, this isn't the serious stuff, but like the little stuff between even me and Evie, it's like, we'll bicker about like our perceived amount of effort and what the other person's putting in. The dishes. And like with the dishes or whatever. And like, first of all, my first impulse is to be defensive anyway, which doesn't make me right. It just makes me defensive. But like, even when I am right a portion of the time, it's like, do you want to be right? Or do you want to have a good friendship?
1: I, I think, I think we're both right. The, an equal amount of the time, which is not a hundred percent. I actually think
0: that's kind of generous of you to think that I'm right. An equal amount of the time. Oh, well, you know, generosity. Cause sometimes it's not about being right. Right. It's about like how you're making another person feel.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's kind of your outward expression of right. that.
0: Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of everything. Yeah. And I have to remember, like, just because I think I'm right, that can, if you think you're right, it can miss the whole point about another person's experience, like honoring another person's experience. Right. So. so
1: these are just some lessons about, you know, living with people and sharing spaces and, and and in that matter, sharing kind of a life right now. Yeah. this is, mm-hmm. you know,
0: this is all we got. Yeah. So. Heavy
1: themes. But you know what? I kind of want to ask our friends to call
0: in. And um, if you guys have had a stupid fight with anybody, will you call in and make us-, us feel better? <laughs> <laughs> leave us a little voicemail um, about what the fight was about. And then the winner gets a prize. Ooh, what's the prize? I don't know yet gonna be good. cookies, yeah, maybe.
1: I made <laughs> cookies in the mail. So, what's the only thing we've been doing all week, Evie? Watching movies. Uh huh. So we got some favorite period dramas, and this time the period is the nineties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nineties <laughs> uh, week. Nineties week. Last week was Emma. This week is the nineties, and both of us we discovered actually have. Um, very particular favorite wedding-related movies (laughs) from
0: the 90s. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. You guys have to tell us which side you sign on because they're two very different movies. Yeah. And um, they both happen to be at weddings. They're our favorite 90s movies. And I think we both realize something about the other while watching each other's favorite
1: <laughs> movie because we hadn't seen each other's before yeah they were brand new to both of to to both of us so what was yours Amy? okay so i will start my favorite 90s wedding movie <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe i'm telling everyone this is um muriel's wedding so it's a an australian film <laughs> starring tony Collette. <laughs> who was not australian it's australian she's not australian she's yes she, yeah, she is. Really? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think so. Oh no. Um, anyway, it's an Australian movie um, about a young woman. I think Tony Collett was in her very early twenties, who's basically, um, unfortunately, a loser, and she's just you know goes through life with you know her really terrible family, mm-hmm. and um, no spoilers, Evie, and um, she just really wants to get married. She's obsessed with marriage and, or not marriage, weddings. Yeah. She's obsessed with weddings, the idea of weddings and she's also obsessed with ABBA. And <laughs> the whole movie is set to the ABBA soundtrack mm-hmm. and I, in my opinion, um, you can fight me on this, that's fine. It's the best movie set to ABBA music. Um, I will defend that. It's fine. And because I hate musicals. so It's not as happy as Mamma Mia. but It's not. But it's amazing. It's actually been my f- one of my favorite movies since I was about four years old. <laughs> um, well, see, this is the thing. The content is so adult.
0: When I was, <laughs> I was it's like so Evie, hey, you watch this when you are four. I, um, while watching this movie, um, learned so much about Evie that this was her favorite movie because
1: I thought I. It made me really depressed. Yeah, there were some sad moments, but. Okay. What did you learn? Well, I I don't know
0: if I learned anything (laughs) concrete about you, but I think what I learned about myself is that like, what's particularly painful for me to watch in movies are very innocent, oblivious, usually women, but also men who are so well-meaning and are treated so badly. And like, they continue to give and they're just abused Mm -hmm. and that breaks my
1: heart Mm -hmm. and after the movie it continued breaking my heart i'm so sorry I didn't mean for it to really bring you down. I, I thought the album music would be a nice upper, but, you know, um, that's what makes this a complex movie. Yeah, it is
0: a complex. It's more complex than my favorite 90s wedding movie, which is Father of the Bride. <gasps> oh, man. And through the whole thing, I'm not going to go in the plot of Father of the Bride, but it's Steve Martin. The whole thing, Evie was like laughing and being like, oh, my God, this would be your favorite movie.
2: <laughs>
1: Why do you think it is quintessentially my favorite movie? Because a number of reasons. Uh Um, I think that you do have a special relationship with your father that you love your father. Oh, that's true. So um, I recognize that in there. And oh, that's very insightful, yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's pretty much it. I it's just know. like <laughs> wholesome dad goofy humor, It's, it's too. wholesome dad. You also love Steve Martin, which I think is... <laughs> I personally like, don't. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I know, and I don't know why because
0: he's such a jerk in all those movies. A movie. That is a jerk. We also watched the movie... The House Sitter with Goldie Hawn and Steve Martin. And it's just a bad movie, and I loved it. Because you love Steve Martin. Because I love Steve Martin, and I now love Goldie Hawn in every outfit in that uh, entire movie. Everybody, watch The House Sitter and send me a review.
1: Yes. Also, Father of the Bride. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very cute. The little main character, she's an architect. I know. It's really great. Yeah. So
0: and Apart from movie watching, we've also been... Did you want a
1: date this week? I went on a date on Saturday. Oh, tell us about it. Well, this was a walking, safe, distance, social Mm -hmm. date. Mm -hmm. Um, This was actually the day before there was kind of a... a government suggestion to wear masks in public. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually haven't been wearing a mask in public, just keeping a social distance, but wearing a mask to the grocery store and stuff like that. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, I went on this date with a guy that I'd been on a couple of Skype, Mm -hmm. not Skype, FaceTime sessions with. And, you know, it was really nice weather, just getting out there and just having a conversation with someone. Made me realize that, um, you know, walking dates are... Well, you, you reminded me of this. Walking dates can inherently be a little awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate them. <laughs> Amy has a very um, nuanced position on this. No, I don't hate
0: <laughs> them so much. Uh,
1: but, yeah, that's really all to report on this. Uh-huh. It, but what it really made me realize, well, you know, it was a pretty positive experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after this, I kind of took a step back and realized that I just... I realized that I just need to take this time more for myself. Mm-hmm. I think that I, you know, put some energy into this, which was nice. It was a really good distraction, mm-hmm. but um, I'm also okay with just putting in more time for myself right now, even though, you know, it that uh, I might be doing a lot of that already, mm-hmm. but... You know? Hey. Either
0: that or the walking date. Walking dates are so bad, they made you think that you never wanted a date again. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. They're so bad that they turned you off men forever. <laughs> well, you know, that's TBD,
1: but you're not that far off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been avoiding them like the plague. Literally. That, but I'm, Sorry, bad joke.
1: Um... Yeah, tell us about any forays that you've gone. I've been on a few Skype dates. I'm trying to
0: think about, like, how to make dating, how to do it a little bit more creatively so it feels special in some way. Yeah. Like, so it could be something to look forward to. And so I've started making myself a drink,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, which I wasn't doing before. And, um, like, dressing up a little bit. Yeah. That's really it. That's kind of boring ways to prepare.
1: (laughs) No, but I think those are, like, you know, an, not an excuse, but mm-hmm. like something to look forward to to shape your like day and yourself. Yeah, I feel like so much of our social lives are constructed by you know showing up for other people, including mm-hmm. ourselves. But you know, you you get dressed up to go yeah. out, and um, you know, you you drink because right. you're celebrating something. Mm-hmm. But if you're not going out and celebrating anything, right. you know it's it's you need to add texture to right. life, and sometimes that's one way to do it.
0: I find I have a few observations though about dating in this time that I realized this week. One is that um, I. think that ironically it was better to meet somebody after the social distancing started than a little bit before Mm -hmm. because now I'm having friends who like got physical with people and like had an established pattern of behavior with someone and then changing that has been much more difficult than revving up slowly and it's led to some real heartbreak Mm -hmm. and like um it's a hard time early in a relationship to renegotiate like, okay, who are you seeing? Like, who are you shaking hands with? Like, are you seeing your family and like making those rules so that you guys can still hang out? Like Mm -hmm. that can really sink a new relationship
1: before it even begins. I mean it's like safe sex on steroids. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like, no, like who have you had sex with? Are you good, but no, like You really have to trust somebody and you don't really know them yet. You don't, yeah. yeah like yeah. what like what are your behavior patterns? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Like do I trust your like just where and how you walk and where you go.
0: Well, my friends that I've spoken to that have had these conversations with people, it turns out they decide then, okay, we got to stop seeing each other in person, and then the relationship falls apart. Yeah. Whereas whether if it had begun now, I feel like it would be different. Um, the second observation I've made is that since you have to like small talk essentially for such a long period of the first, like chapter of the relationship, it sounds like 18th century. Courting courting. language. Yeah. Like in a very boring way, even with this person that I'm talking to right now that I like, it's like, ah... How's the weather? And it's like, oh yes, that must be lovely that you got to XYZ. Or like sure it was windy today. I know. It's like when it's not even about the weather. It's like, oh, you're watching cricket. Ah, I wonder if it has any similarities to baseball. Oh, I could see how you would have that thought. You know, it's Maybe like, these are
1: your conversations. No, it, they
0: just feel so formal. And yeah. I'm not really sure like what that's about, but it has something to do with like we're now have regressed to a different type of
1: courting. Do you feel like it's kind of like you're keeping each other at arm's length more? Yeah. Like not, not only literally, but like, (laughs) um, or more so, but like, you're really, you're establishing an emotional arm's length because you know that there's nowhere for it to really go right
0: now. Oh God. Thanks for the reminder, Amy. <laughs>
1: well, you know, I am turned off men forever so. <laughs> <laughs> because you're walked day.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's really insightful actually. I hadn't thought about that, about the emotional, because dis- yeah, you don't want to get excited and then like feel disappointed that you can't, um, start building something with someone yeah. even casually. So I think you're absolutely right about that. Yeah.
1: Well, if any of our listeners have a story to tell that they've built a relationship in the past three weeks, then, you know, we'd love to hear about that. I know. We'd love to hear a success story. The news have been kind of bummery. Yeah. Well, with that, do we want to talk a little bit about some recipes that we've been making this week? (laughs) good segue.
0: (laughs) Evie wants to change the subject from boys because she's like over
1: it. I'm so done. <laughs> like, I don't want to listen to you talk about
0: boys. I don't want to do <laughs> it.
1: Well, well, do you want to talk about them more? No, there's nothing left to say. I know. You're right. Yeah, so. <laughs> do you have a recipe you want to tell us about? Well, not so much a recipe because like we said last week, we don't really have recipes anymore. We just have things that we have available and we make with them. Snacks are Evie's new boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> Being so right. I'm getting married to my snacks. Okay, well, I'm gonna talk about my snack process. Oh, okay. So remember how last week I said I wasn't allowed to buy snacks unless I bought ten times the amount that I wanted to buy? Yeah, well, I said that to you, but yes. mm -hmm. Yes. So, well, I did that, and now I've eaten all of it. girl can eat snacks. I wasn't lying, everybody. Okay, so my process, my snack process is now I buy a lot of snacks. I eat them all within four days. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the 10 days, I don't have any snacks. You should have given them to me and I could have hidden them around the house. No. So if you wanted a snack, you would have to search for like an Easter egg hunt. No. You know it's Easter this weekend? Yeah. I just just am so bummed by... I just want to go to CVS and get candy.
0: Sorry, that was a free association. We can work out that though. Okay. Together, whether <clears throat> we can condone that trip. But um, not then to be clear, I'm not, there's no way that I'm like fat shaming. It's 0% fat shaming. You're it's, snack shaming. It's, it's just, it's not that at all. It's like just because you run out and then you're sad. <laughs> Whereas if you could, if you could like ration them, you no. would be so sad. No, I want to be really, really happy. Okay, so what is your snack? Snacks that you have now? Oh, like the ones that I still have, or oh no, that was the whole bit that you weren't gonna tell us a recipe about snacks. You just don't have them.
1: Y- yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. you know that's okay. I I also would like to say that I did make a really nice pasta dish last night. Um, I usually just make something really simple like eggs and toast and mm-hmm. kale and stuff, but I made a pasta dish with kale. Mm. Well, okay, maybe it wasn't that exciting, but. <laughs> Shallots and kale and parmesan, um, you know, kind of fun stuff. I never make pasta, but yeah, I made it because co told me to make a make a meal for myself. In our decompensated state, we've become very dependent on
0: our astrological predictions.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> someone needs to tell me why my day co- is going so shittily. I know, Co-Star told me to make pantry pasta today. <laughs> <laughs> Co-star told Uh, me to make this podcast today. Well, I'll just say, because
0: I don't want to bore everybody to death with everything. Like, I have been making very boring recipes this week, but I did find a great recipe for making banana cookies. So if you have bananas that are um, too ripe, you can make cookies out of them with no flour, because nobody on earth can find flour anymore. So it's just bananas, oats, baking powder, baking soda, some cinnamon and vanilla, I think. I'm making them tonight, so... I'm very excited about
1: this. Yeah. Stay tuned for those breakfast cookies. Um, And this is because we have 10 bananas and no flour. (laughs) 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 Ten
0: brown bananas Ten brown bananas and no freezer space It's really code red with the bananas Every time I look at them I want to cry because it's so irresponsible (laughs) It's Um, not irresponsible because we're going to eat them all (laughs) On a lighter note, why don't we go straight into our interview with Becky about um, planning for virtual milestones, virtual parties during this time and how to make them just as special by thinking creatively And without further ado, here Here we go I'm here with our friend of the pod, Becky Desmond, to talk about throwing parties virtually in the time of coronavirus. Thank you for joining us, Becky. No, the pleasure is all mine. Um, so, Becky, I know that you were planning to throw a baby shower in particular, not virtually, before all of this happened. And now you're having to get creative about how to... Um, you know, transfer everything into a, some type of virtual modality. And, um, what are some of the hurdles to that? Like, what are some of the things that you've had to be thinking about?
2: So luckily the first iteration of this was very vague because it was very early in planning when the realization hit that we were not going to be meeting in person so we had you know really loosely talked about it with the honoree um and I hadn't even gotten to bet together with the team I'd be putting this party together with um so by the time we were actually fleshing out what this is going to look like, um, we knew that it was going to be online and we were dealing with that reality and the heavy emotions that came with it for the honoree. And I think that person is still working through those as well. Mm. Um, But also the sort of fun evolution of, of, Figuring out what's going to be really interesting about it and um, the creative challenges that we get to tackle.
0: Yeah, because um, especially parties that mark something that's really important, like not just, you know, maybe a yearly annual get together for a birthday, but like a birthday of magnitude or a baby shower or a wedding, even though most of those are postponed. Um, you know, you do want to make it special in some way you do want to make it interactive and personal and um meaningful um but we as a human race have never had to tackle um (laughs) this type of stuff virtually uh, in mass before like this so you're kind of inventing things not reinventing the wheel, but just coming up with creative solutions from scratch. Like there's no playbook on how to do this with modern technology the right way.
2: Right. It's such a big cultural moment. And I'm just so grateful that I'm not planning a wedding and that this person Mm -hmm. isn't planning a wedding. And I feel for anybody who is um, having to put off or alter an event like that um but even something that seems as sometimes a little frivolous as a baby shower you know we Mm -hmm. we think about it and we think it's an important moment but is it everything and the answer is no but it is often one of those moments when everything feels more real for Mm -hmm. whether it's a bride or um a, a new parent or um, somebody who might be aging into a new decade, yeah. um, it can be a really sobering moment and also a really pleasant one to mm-hmm. know that you have the support of your village. Um, yeah.
0: No, I imagine it can be devastated. Uh, devastating even... You know, like, I feel devastated by small things that are <laughs> you're missing out on, like, something that I was really looking forward to that I thought was owed to me in some way, um, you know, something that I dreamed of, of a long time for a long time. I can imagine, you know, we're already kind of anxious and vulnerable to being overly emotional, or maybe not all of us, but I am. <laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh, I cried over public pools yesterday. I thought, oh, God, we're not
0: going to swim. Oh, that was because our friend posted about public pools. I read that, too. <laughs> I was also upset. I was like, oh, damn, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> All fun is canceled. Um, I know with a baby, that's your joy over the summer, too. Right, right. Um,
2: um, but, so where I went from, from the realization that we were going to do this online... And that the honoree, and still at this point, is not feeling totally optimistic about it. But who's feeling optimistic about anything? I think you and I have been joking about how everybody has dystymia right now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we're all just yours for yeah. a minute. Um, because we're in uncharted territory, and it's scary and, and annoying. Yeah. Um, so I tried to approach it from... You know, from the first perspective, which was what makes me sad about not having an in-person baby shower, which is, you know, the fact that you don't get the hugs, you don't get the food, you don't get the decor, and like, let me be clear, shower food and party food is my favorite type of food, like finger <laughs> food. Um, but also the silly games and just seeing people you don't get to see a lot and celebrating somebody and focusing on something outside of yourself, that's always a huge gift to not only the, the honoree, but the um, but the guests as well. Um, and then also just that fear the thing that really sucks about it is that I have this fear that it's going to be this half experience that you're going to be watching somebody in like a lagging video conference rather Mm -hmm. than actually being in the moment with them. And, um, so if I looked at the, the lack of human touch versus, or as well as the, um, this altered experience, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how can we approach this to compensate for that or even enhance that?
0: Yeah. Um, What are some of the creative solutions that you guys came up with?
2: Well, we figured that we just use our money differently. You know, one of the major benefits, like there's some things that don't suck about it, and one of them is that it's extremely cost-effective to have an internet party. <laughs> You're not feeding people. You don't need to pay for a venue. You don't have to clean your house, you know. Um, yeah. And then a lot of the logistical stuff is done ahead of time. It's not this one big push. Um, so it's n- nice that your honoree doesn't have to tote Giant boxes and a car home. Like there are a lot of really great benefits, Um, and everybody's going to come because nobody's doing anything else. Yeah, those Uh, are all silver linings. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So so we approached it from that angle to begin with and then we figured out where we could enter the human touch mm-hmm. and so while it might be really tempting to go onto paperless post and send an invite and while that's a really sweet and perfect way to invite People to all sorts of gatherings, whether it's weddings or showers or what have you, on a regular basis, we decided that we're going to go in a much more tangible direction and do pretty packages. So not even like invitations that you can hold in your hand we're going to send boxes
0: I love that Um, idea
2: yeah I think it's going to be really neat and they're going to have like so much crap in them (laughs) (laughs) like what? Like what? so we are sending we're going to send party favors so we're going to have champagne flutes that are decorated to to commemorate the party Um, with instructions to to make yourself a mimosa or as we might call it a mamosa um (laughs) God okay, fun. we're going to do um, party decorations for people to decorate their virtual space. Oh, um, Special ribbons for <gasps> people who are going to be grandparents or aunts or, um, or great aunts or what have you. Oh, my gosh. Um, so just to stop
0: you for one second, you're saying like a special ribbon that's personalized to the person receiving the box about their relationship to this. Like they're also, this is a new thing for them to have a new niece or nephew. Or grandchild,
2: right? Yeah. Oh. So that sometimes when you go to a shower, they'll be wearing special flowers or something to to signify that they will have a special role in this child's life, and um, or they're the mother of the bride or what have you. So we um, thought that we might include something like that to let them wear that, so that they do feel special and seen Love as it. well. On Love the day it. Of. Um, and then just a, I was thinking user friendly. I was thinking um, we will have the invitation, but on a separate card, we'll have registry information and very specific instructions for mailing. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll have virtual meeting instructions, ones that your great aunt Joyce can follow. Um, (laughs) Then we'll have all of the activities on, um, you know, on paper, you know, baby gift bingo, whatever other games we play, have them already on paper with a golf pencil, so they're not rooting around for that. Oh my gosh, um, you're gonna have
0: games? That's
2: fun. Yeah, yeah, and and um, send e card gift cards for uh, prizes. Um, and then wrapping it up with, you know, filler and tissue paper and, um, maybe include like a party popper. Those always come with crowns, people like that. Um, (laughs) so we're, we're creating these little packages so that when they open them, they will feel like, an event to themselves and that they are attached to something rather than attending somebody else's gift opening <laughs> over the internet. Um,
0: um I really yeah. love that. I love all of that. And like the gift box idea I think is generalizable also to like birthday parties. Like if you have a grandparent yeah. who's turning 80 or 90 like and they have someone to help them with this um, to be able to send gift boxes to their relatives and have them zoom in, um, with, you know, decorations that you've sent and preparations for a game. And I, I, yeah, that's to be with people in a time that you can't be with them in, in a more, um, I don't know, in-depth sort of special way. That's really creative. I'm so impressed.
2: We wanted to, I, I want to make sure that people feel really present. Um, and, I know that's really hard for me to get over that hurdle, but I'm hoping that if we are able to include those things and even action items like mm-hmm. um, we're asking for cards card or books to be given to the family rather than cards. Okay. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to include little adhesive book labels that the person can fill out a message from this person and pop it in the mail there will be a self address or an addressed um, envelope to the honoree so that when they receive the book because they might have that shipped directly from the seller um, they'll be able to uh, she will then be able to take the adhesive put it in the book that they sent um, oh, that's and nice. have that commemorated and, and so that that action stuff feeling like you're actually doing something other than pressing order on Amazon to yeah. you mm-hmm. know to create space
0: for this child. Mm, yeah. Well, I'm sorry for your friend that she's having to adjust this very important milestone um to the times, but um she's very lucky to have you um there to think about this and you're such a creative person. Um do you have any recommendations for other people who may think about planning a party for a friend virtually?
2: Um, one thing that I would think about and that I'm trying to really shape for myself is their role as hostess looks a little bit different. Mm. Um, There are people who are really good at commanding a virtual meeting, I think, Any of us who have been in a virtual meeting at work know that it can be really hard to manage the conversation, manage the group, make sure that everybody is on task and um, and that things go seamlessly. And I think, one, the expectation is that things are not going to go seamlessly um, and somebody's going to drop off because their internet's going to go out and Mm -hmm. that'll be like Anybody deciding to go to the bathroom in the middle of a party, (laughs) they'll just keep going. Um, But also that the host probably needs, what I'm envisioning, and I would love some feedback on this, is um, just being a very sort of assertive host from the beginning, saying this is how this is going to work, Um, especially during the gift giving portions please mute yourself if you have any background noise or if you um are having any side conversations so that we are able to you know focus on on the honoree um this is how you pin one particular person so that you can look at them no matter what other noise might redirect your frame Mm -hmm. um and sort of giving people a tutorial who might not be familiar with the platform that you're using, um, but also being really hands-on with things like activities. If you're going to have a game that has visual elements, literally holding pictures of them and Clearly communicating that information. Um, I think that's um, a little bit of a a tricky part too mm-hmm. that I'm trying to navigate. That's really uh,
0: good advice, it, and you're sort of saying that it's a good oppor- opportunity to flex your leadership skills.
2: <laughs> right, and it's it's also a good opportunity to create a really structured event because you can't exactly have schmoozing time during right. a virtual. Mm-hmm gathering um it's really hard to chit chat or shoot the breeze and um you're you you might not make any new lifelong connections or you're there. Um, but also it could be really great for somebody who is socially anxious or maybe hasn't seen these people in a long time and mm-hmm. um or has other barriers that keep them from enjoying these settings. They might really enjoy the fact that they can be a part of this and be an active participant while still remaining on mute and not saying anything the whole time. Um, so that that in itself is, you know, the social worker and he goes, Hold on. Yeah. Or here.
0: yeah, that's true. I can imagine though, there's two things to consider there because I'm taking my classes online and that you are more visible in a way than you are otherwise sometimes at a party or in a group setting because your face is just always there, <laughs> but, but maybe there's a different setting where you can just have the person of honor... And then everybody else is kind of smaller at the bottom or something, um, so that people don't feel as visible, I guess.
2: Right. I mean, if you're quiet, you're not really going to be visible unless somebody clicks on your face. Okay. Well, that's um, good um, so yeah, if, yeah, the larger conference calls that I have been in, and again, I have not yet hosted this event and it may go terribly. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know, <laughs> not until June. Um, but um. It, it, it usually the person who is leading it, and then it's usually supplemented by that person who's you know the people who are naturally going to be the more vocal ones in the group anyway. Yeah. Um, those are the ones that you're going to see a lot um, of, and then other people just sort of lurk in the corner or they chime in when they want to. Um, so yeah. I think there I think it's actually not a bad alternative and I think it's not Mm -hmm. a a bad situation people have been doing it for years anyway for um families that might live really far away from somebody who's pregnant or maybe Mm. that person has a complicated pregnancy and Mm. can't commit to even traveling three hours to a shower to be with their parents um so it's um I, I it's don't not think completely it's totally new. New. Yeah. Just these constraints are new. Right.
0: Well, I am so looking forward to hearing how it goes. And I hope that our friends who listen, um, if, you know, if they have any thoughts or just want to tell you how awesome, um, the work you've put in is, um, you guys have my number. I would love to hear your thoughts on how you've, throne parties, or um, if you have any recommendations for making virtual gatherings um, that much more special. So thank you so much for joining us, Becky. I really appreciate it.
2: Oh, thank you so much. It's been really fun. Bye. Bye.
1: So Amy, do you have any recommendations
0: for our listeners? I only have one this week and my favorite podcast, This American Life, which... Most of you may know, um, their episode last week. So the one that came out March 29th, um, I can't remember the name of the episode. I didn't do my research, but, um, it's about the coronavirus. It's the one that came out March 29th and it is really good. It's interviews with people in particularly tricky situations during um, this time. Um, it is heartbreaking. So if you want to have an ugly cry, it's the thing to listen to. It's There's no not happy endings, um, but it does show raw human vulnerability in a way. It's really fascinating. It's one of my favorite episodes that they've ever done, which is saying something. I love this American Life. So check that out and let me know what you think.
1: And Evie, what are your recommendations for this week? I have a number of recommendations because I've been watching lots of things. Oh, good. Um, so I have um, two things to watch. Um, the one is Sorry to Bother You. It's a movie. Um, I think I rented it on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a tall tale romp about this guy who's a uh, telemarketer. He kind of falls into this telemarketer role and and it just kind of like spins out of control and it's crazy social commentary. It's really, really fun to watch. Um, I mean, terrible, mm-hmm. but really fun, hilarious. <laughs> so if you need a laugh, if you're into kind of like crazy, wacko, um, you know, uh, kind of a tall tale romp mm-hmm. um i recommend this movie
0: i read a really good review of on the about it and mm-hmm. that the social commentary was quite like on unique and, and on the nose and wonderful i
1: will say that it is yeah
0: it's unique
1: it's um weird and uh-huh. i loved it so sorry to bother you sorry sorry okay. to bother you. i'm gonna watch that this week then okay great um and it's also on hulu if you have hulu mm-hmm. um or someone that you love that also loves you <laughs> um <laughs> how did that spin out of control <laughs> Um anyway, uh the second one is um I'm very late to this game but Fleabag. <laughs> I can't believe this is like many years old, but I'm recommending it to people because I'm excited about it. I watched it
0: in 2016 everybody.
1: All right. Well, you know, it's still good. Uh-huh. So, um yeah, Fleabag yeah. seasons 1 and 2. I watched season 1 on Monday night, Mm. watch season two on Tuesday night. Short, sweet, and stayed with me. Um, And my third recommendation for the episode is not anything to watch, but simply nail care. Um, I Mm. have been going around for the past month with Mm. half-chipped gel nails. Um, cause I couldn't make it to the salon. I'm tutting if in case people can't hear it. Um, yeah, it's kind of absolutely ridiculous, but I kind of, I do love my gel nails yeah. and, um, you know, they were cracked and chipped and terrible looking and, um, and obviously something that I do care about mm-hmm. image wise mm-hmm. are my nails mm-hmm. and, um, they were just gone awry and I think it really influenced my attitude and, um, how I felt about mm-hmm. myself right. and, um, So I ordered some extra strength, 100% Mm -hmm. acetone, Mm -hmm. soaked my nails and got it off and cleaned them and buffed them and, you know, cuticle whatever them and painted them. I spent way too much money on Mm -hmm. nail polish this week, but I bought a bunch of new nail polishes. Uh, I have a new favorite brand called Floss Gloss. I was doing a lot of beauty blog reading and uh, Mm -hmm. discovered that my mom also bought a bunch of stuff from them too. That's a great
0: recommendation, Floss Gloss. Yeah. I think it's also a good reminder for us and our listeners like that these things that correlate with our happiness, like having nice nails, or I don't know what that is for me (laughs) because I don't take care of my nails, but, um, uh, it's a feedback loop and we could forget that, right? Like Mm -hmm. you got to start somewhere. Like if you really don't feel like doing your nails, I call it behavior activation, try it, just do it even if you don't want to and see if you feel better afterwards. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the time, if we like invest in these activities that help us feel more like ourselves, then we can actually give ourselves more energy instead. Of tying ourselves out more. Anyway, Evie, oh, before we go, um, we may take a week hiatus or so. Um, I'll be moving into an Airbnb tomorrow. Has nothing to do with Evie just wanting to self isolate because I have a pre existing condition and our other roommate has to keep working. Um, and so we're just going to figure out the logistics.
1: One proposal I have is I want to call in and be the guest. You have to make sure lots of things happen next week, so you have lots of things to think about. <laughs> you will not believe what I've been through. <laughs> in just one week, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> I got married. We I woke got married. Up. <laughs> I have three children. <laughs> I have a
0: new career. So the next episode, I may be the guest, but that'll just be a short um, Foray into more boring territory but Yeah uh,
1: So yeah It's just another You know Like Um <laughs> We're, this is a little learning process for all of us, mm-hmm. um, and we're new to this, so mm-hmm. we're just taking it a day at a time mm-hmm. um, trying to commit to this. But, you know, like I said earlier, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Sometimes during marathon you just got to take a nap in the ditch. Yeah, and- <laughs>
0: Sometimes you just got to lay down in the ditch. <laughs> like one of those like 100-mile marathons. Sometimes you just got to almost die. <laughs> Until the ambulance crew comes out, <laughs> pumps you full of electrolytes, tells you you have to go to
1: the hospital, and you refuse and say, I'm going to uh, finish this race. Oh, I'll walk it. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to walk the rest. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, with that, um, we'll see you guys. when we see you. Yeah, uh, Thanks for listening. Bye.
2: <laughs> oh.